morning and welcome back to the Aceless Wisdom Podcast. <laughs> this is Joshua. I'm the host today and we have Catherine <laughs> and my husband who is... How does it sound with me stroking my beard on the mic? And we have Leo Avila. I'm re- baby, I'm really embarrassed. Please don't do that. Please stop. Just so you know, I can't wait to hear uncut, authentic day-to-day live footage <sighs> so what we do now is what you guys see even though it might be embarrassing for our kids in the future and me and me sitting here i'm yes. a little embarrassed yes we just got a lit <laughs> well well we just we're gonna open it up let's I, ha- I got a question oh yes what's your question bro because if you ask a question my question is y'all ever y'all ever get those phrases that like Commonly messed up, or like song lyrics. Oh, you ever yeah. hear those songs where you like, you hear the words and you're like, oh, that's what it's saying. Oh, yeah. You don't have any? Mm. Well, I know. What's a good one? Leo has a lot that he'll <laughs> sing like in the car as we're driving. Raindrops be falling on my head. No, no, no. That's what he always says. He always says, "Raindrops be falling off my head." Right. But the actual lyric is raindrops keep falling on my head. It's off my head. That makes it's, no sense. It's not off. It doesn't make sense to be falling off your head. Yeah, because they hit my head and they fall off. No, they yeah. keep falling on my head. And then the song is Rain- about like... I forget what the song's about. But, okay, you know another one that annoys me? When people say, espresso. Well, you just annoyed oh. me. What is, what's the problem with it? It's not espresso. It's espresso with an E-S. Es- espresso. Espresso. Okay. No, but for real, people want to be like, espresso, like we're expressing her coffee. I, I just don't even... <laughs> so, espresso. Espresso. <laughs> like, Sprite. It's Italian. It's kind of like... Not Sprite, but like Sprite. E-S-P. Last week, Leo didn't know how to say a lot. Lotis. A lots. Lots. For sale. Elotes. No, um... Yeah, so espresso is one of those. And then you want to know another one? Mm-hmm. Yes. This isn't as annoying as it is. It's just something interesting. And you have to really hear the difference. Okay. So if I were to say we're taking drastic measures, there's two ways that people typically say it. It's either drastic or drastic. Okay, that's just Can a Can you sound. say that one more time? That's just an accent. Okay, no, no, no. Drastic. Okay, how do, how do I say it? Drastic. Repeat the word. Drastic. D-R. Drastic versus... Jurassic. Jurassic. Can you use Jurassic. it in a sentence, please? Um, we are taking drastic measures. I got it. D R A. Well, yeah, yeah, we know. Oh, this is just fine. Sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so okay, how so, do? Okay, so hear me out. <coughs> I'm sorry. Bless you, Lord. It was a bless you. Drastic call. Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay. So how am I saying it? Drastic. I think you say it mostly correct. Mostly. What? No. Cause like you're saying a jar, right? Just not the stick. <laughs> no, but drastic. like okay, so it's dra dra dra, right? Like the dra, kind of like you would say like trap. Oh, English teachers. No, but it's like you would say trap. You wouldn't say trap. Trap, like T R A P. Yeah. Trap. Not trap. Who says it like that? That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's like an example. Drastic versus drastic. Yes. Like instead of oh, drastic. Oh, my eyes are opened. And your ears. <laughs> and your brain. Okay, I get it now. Get it? You see what I'm saying? Okay, because somebody the other day when we were in class, they were like, um, how do you spell drastic? 
And then her friend starts spelling it D-U-R-A. I was like, no, you, that's, no. Oh, that's just, okay. Oh, because, man. like, she was like, she was like, I'm spelling it how you said it. Drastic. Oh. Versus yeah. drastic. So it's not durability, it's durability. <laughs> no, because that one has, okay, uh, let's move okay. on. So what are we talking Anyways, about? Anyways, today's topic <laughs> kind of actually, in a way, can tie into this, right? No, We're talking can. about balance. <laughs> No, you're saying it wrong. It's Balance. Balance. No, that's Beyonce. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Balance. Put a Balake. ring on it. <laughs> you want to send a whoop, Balake? <laughs> no, we're, we're going to talk about balance and mm-hmm. and the biblical principles we can attain from balance. What what does balance look like in our lives? Why do we need balance? Mm-hmm. And the importance of balance because it's easy to go to the extreme of one or the other and we're going to talk about that a little bit more as we continue that's that's amazing josh that was the best intro to date no i just want to say but while as we were preparing for this podcast um we did have a 30 minute contest to see how long we could balance on one foot and that's true Leo actually push each other off yeah. We had to experience every aspect of balance for you guys. We right. Really did. Because we go through everything we got to go through to get you guys to the ageless wisdom. Oh, come true. on, somebody. It's true. But can I start off with the main verse? Yeah. That let's, we're let's open from. it up with the Bible because that's what we like to do. <sighs> okay, so how do I pronounce this book? Because there's multiple ways of pronouncing this Probably book. Probably not. <laughs> how do you pronounce it? Which one are we talking about? Let me see. Pro- Ecclesiastes. <laughs> I will say it's kind of funny, like Ecclesiastes. I love like hearing like little children try to pronounce books of the Bible for the first time. You're saying I'm a little child. No, not. (laughs) No, I mean like when we're in the kids' church, I love hearing them trying to pronounce the Mm -hmm. books of the Bible for the first time. Because they might not have ever heard Habakkuk before, (laughs) but they're trying to like what's Habakkuk? Okay, so how do you pronounce this word? Ecclesiastes. 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 I say Ecclesiastes, but I think some people say Ecclesiastes. I say Ecclesiastes. <laughs> All right, Ecclesiastes chapter seven. Um, now, can y'all, y'all let's talk about first of all the context and kind of what kind of book? First of all, the author of this book, a very wise guy, a Solomon. very wise man, Solomon. King Solomon. But tell tell him about how kind of his like what what is he trying to say in this like what. What is he going through in this moment as he's writing this? Like, what is he, like, the theme, almost? I will say this was one of my favorite books of the Bible when I was growing up because as a middle schooler, um, I loved just reading in the Bible where he says, every other verse says, everything is meaningless. <laughs> Literally, in the first in the first few chapters, he's seriously saying, like, everything is meaningless, and he says it throughout the whole book. Um, but his point is not that, like, we're meaningless, existence is meaningless. His point is a lot of what we do we do for current pleasure, we do it for current, uh, you know, satisfactions and all of that. He's like, but at the end of the day, we all die. We all go to, you know, return to the dust. And yeah. so he's like, at the end of the day, you know, it's pointless what you're striving for. So what would Yeah, you like if your goal is to be the richest person on the earth and you attain it and then you die and what happens to those rich? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. nothing. Well, I often think about it like this, like sometimes... You know, like, I'll go out and spend money on food. And afterwards, you know, like, in the moment, you're like, man, that was good. And then afterwards, I'm like, I could have made a sandwich. 
Mm-hmm. It was kind of meaningless, you know. Save like, some money. There's no point of spending money. Now, of course, in the moment, you're like, I want to spend money. Well, it's one of those things. Like, what you eat doesn't matter at the end of the day. As long as you're fed, still healthy and alive. Yeah, everything is meaningless. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna balance, say that every... people. Balance here. <laughs> no, I'm going to say that every couple <laughs> points All right. we make. I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse uh, 15. It says this. In this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these, the righteous perishing in their righteousness, and I will talk about that in a second, and the wicked uh, living long in their wickedness. Do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? Uh, Verse 17, do not be over-wicked and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Whoever fears God will avoid, and this is the this is why we chose balance as our theme, uh, will avoid all extremes. And so very, uh, I mean, this just these couple of verses is very, uh, it kind of gives you a whole view on Christianity, and uh, because Christians are viewed as extremists on self-righteous, self-righteous extremists in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Where who you we are... are ultimately right and everybody you know i'm not saying okay hear me out as what i'm saying is um a sinful person is saying we are ultimately right and we're better than everybody else we know it all that's and how they, some people perceive and us. they yeah and they carry out that attitude with it as well mm-hmm. and so i want to break down the verse the first part it says the righteous perishing in their righteousness and what I but what I like to think about when I read this verse is, I always say that our our view on righteousness is completely different to God's view on righteousness. Yeah. For example, we were talking about was it last podcast where we said monster inside. Yeah, that our cleanest, our best works are like dirty rags to God. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm trying to say with this is that our righteousness ends up being wicked. Yeah. Right? Because it turns into legalism where we, you know, oh, you can't do this. And it turns into a... Oh, like you're saying, if we're trying to be righteous in our own minds... Right. Mm-hmm. It turns into wicked. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so, um, a key word, the righteous, the righteous perishing, and it says here, in their righteousness. It doesn't yeah. say God's righteousness. Mm-hmm. Their righteousness. And so, oh, I'm right, I'm better than everyone, and you have to do it like how I live life. Uh, th- these people perish all the same. And so, um, it's very important to distinguish God's righteousness versus man's righteousness. Mm. Because man's righteousness will most likely always do something for their own benefit. Yeah. And that, that's just the case, that's just the truth of the matter. We, people want justice because there was an injustice done to them. Other than that, they really don't care. Now, I'm, I'm just giving an, an, an example kind of, of of thinking, right? And so it says, then it keeps going, and it says, It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. And so the best way I was thinking about it, and and, and I want you guys to help me out here with... With the story of, of Peter hmm. in the Bible where he denies Jesus. He's told he's going to deny Jesus. Three times. Yeah. Three times. And he ends up denying him. But uh, like, 
help me out here. Why, 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 why were we talking about this verse as far as connecting with, with the – because here's what I want to say. You're making me a – you're giving me a face in that – Sorry, I'm trying not to. That's my thinking face. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so here's, here's why I'll just go on and say, okay. So Jesus tells Peter that he is going to deny him three times, right? And so he's out in the public square, and people are like, hey, Peter, don't you – aren't you with Jesus? And he's like, no, no. And he ends up denying Jesus three times. And so after this, Peter is devastated. He is devastated because when Jesus told him that he would deny him, Peter was like, no, I would never. I would never. And so after that, I, I use that story because the verse here, it says, um, um, whoever fears the Lord, the, fears God will avoid all extremes. And what, what I mean with that is after that moment where Peter rejected Jesus and he is feeling like he let Jesus down, he let God down. He had left, obviously devastated, he left broken, but he left with a, it was a humbling experience. Hmm. Uh, as in, you know what, I'm, I'm not this perfect follower of God. Hmm. And I bet you, because of that experience, from then on forward, Peter avoided all extremes, as far as the extreme of, oh, I'm a follower, I'm, I was his, uh, one of his 12 disciples, Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, I'm this big disciple, you know, I'm better than you. No. Even me, Peter, who was a, 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 one of the 12 disciples of God, one, you know, one of the apostles, and I was with him, I failed him. Hmm. So now I'm coming out of it with more with humility, and I'm not going to judge you for the mistakes that you made because I've made, I denied Jesus. Yeah. So how can I judge you? And so... This man is now going out to preach to the world after Jesus died, right? And now he's coming at it with a different approach than what, for example, the Pharisees' approach. And let's talk about the Pharisees' approach. Oh, yeah. Well, so the Pharisees, I mean, we read about, I think they come up a lot in in scriptures. I think of specifically the story um, when... And Pharisees are like the priests, the high authorities... And yeah, the, and they're like, like the, the synagogue leaders in, in, at the time. And and they, so I, I, I mean, I want to preface, preface this too with like, they weren't necessarily evil people. It's just that they were righteous. They were try, Most of them were trying to be righteous in their own minds. And I think that was the point mm. where it's like Jesus talked to them a lot and, and, and addressed them a lot because they were trying to attack Jesus for what he was doing. And they said, you know, why are you hanging out with sinners and prostitutes and tax collectors and all these people? And, you know, he tells them it's not the sick or it's not the healthy you need a doctor, it's the sick. And I think he's trying to t- tell them, too, like, you you can't be righteous in your own mind. You can't be trying to achieve your own rules and your own set of standards um, because you're going to fail and you're going to miss the point. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I think that's a huge part is that is that you're if you are too focused on what you can do on your righteousness, you're going to miss the point of. Um, well, God wants us to love others. God wants us to draw others to his heart. And if we're so focused on ourselves and our rules and our righteousness, yeah. we're going to miss it. Because the Pharisees were always quick to judge the people. Yeah. Always quick. And in a particular story, Jesus tell them, tells them, okay, if any, because there was a particular story where a prostitute, they have her, you know, they have her out in this, you know, public square. Uh, adulterer. 
adultery, yeah, my bad, yeah. And they call Jesus, Jesus, you know, what, what, what would you say? And so they all, in the, that time they would stone uh, because stone, uh, because it was, a, and it, was an, it was an offense. It is an offense in the law of God. And so Jesus' point to them was, yes, she's wrong. Uh, yes, she has done wrong. She has broken the law. But you are quickly judging her as if you have never broken the law yourself. Mm. And so he says that famous line, you know, whoever was the... Come on, I'm, I'm going <laughs> blank here. I don't want to... One of those things that people you say. You have no sin, throw the first yeah, stone. Yeah, throw the first stone. Yeah, if you have never sinned, you throw the stone. And they all dropped the stone. Mm-hmm. And walked away. Because they're like, yeah, you're. I mean, we all sin. We all make mistakes. And that's what he was trying to make a point. And that's my point I'm trying to make today of avoiding extremes. And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um, I talk about it a lot too. It's just in life, everything needs a balance because too much of, of anything will hurt you. And like Leo always says, everything, if you look at anything, the devil's in it. The devil is in everything and you can find God in, in most everything as well. But the balance is, okay, look, there are some things, you know, you could say processed food and no, well, the devil... The devil rules the world so we can't eat grass. Like, you know, like the, you, you you, can't be extreme. And I think that's where balance comes in play, where we have to understand the the key aspects of our foundation. And and speaking to that, with any foundation or, or um, concrete level ground for building a house or something, it has to be balanced, right? You can't build a house on... Or I would say, in order to properly balance, you need a uh, a firm surface, a firm foundation. Exactly. Like if I, I it's impossible to be a balancing on the shifting earthquake. Yeah. Or on a mountain, like on the side of a mountain. Yeah, you, you, it, it's impossible. It or makes it hard when you don't have a firm foundation, and that's one of the things I think we want to touch on too. Is you have to have a firm foundation, and and having balance. That means you got to know what to believe, and you got to have biblical foundation. The biblical groundness of the biblical, uh, uh, what do you call that? Like uh, biblical truths, truths, yeah, Yeah. in your life. And then you have a balance, you know, how you approach this world. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we can't go around this world and condemn everybody that, oh, you're sinning because we too are sinners, you know. We can't go to extreme of, Oh, you do this, you do that. We have things that we fall in. Mm-hmm. And it's that balance of, like, okay, look, well, this is what we believe. But we also got to show love to people that don't yet understand. And so that means, for example, Jesus gave us the Great Commission. It's, it says, make disciples, ba- uh, baptize them, uh, and you basically spread the gospel. The good news is, uh, the gospel is the good news, which means, uh, hey, God has these set of laws, right? And not to not to make life boring, not to not because He hates us, but He wants to keep us safe. And so we broke those laws, and be and the rule is, if you break a law, you deserve punishment. And the good news is, is that Jesus took that punishment, right? Mm. And so that that is our foundation, right? And so 
with that foundation, we have to balance ourselves because not that it's not that Jesus is the problem, is that we are the problem. We tend to take too many extremes. We take the super extreme to the right of, of legal, it becomes legalistic, where um, if you break the law, I mean, you're, you're going to be condemned. I mean, it's, it's straight up judgment um, when we are not the judge, God is. But then we have the other extreme where it's like, oh, because I am saved, I get to do whatever I want. And so it's avoiding those extremes, and that's what we're talking about, having that balance on the foundation of Jesus. And so, of course, every situation in your life is a different situation, and, you know, only, you know, that's between you and God, how you manage that situation, uh, because every situa- situation causes a different, almost different lean, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Ooh, come on, somebody. Well, I, I, it reminded me, we're talking about foundations, like, I, I think it was a, maybe my freshman or sophomore year of college, I I forget what exactly was going on, but I remember I was sitting and praying and just asking God for just some wisdom and, and for a word, and, and I felt like he gave me this vision, and it was like this, uh, so this house building site, right? And so the foundation was laid, and it was concrete, you know, inside the ground, like you would, like, I don't know how to build a house, but I imagine... <laughs> you start with the foundation um and so the foundation was laid and so it was concrete and all four corners are you know they're set ready to go and it was like I was the one who was like building so I built um like four little uh, like basically two by fours and then I was going to build the house on top of that two by four so like the two by fours you know were sticking out of the foundation right and I was planning on putting the the house on top of that and as you can imagine that's not going to hold up very well and so yeah so I remember just in this vision just you know seeing myself building that trying to build my own foundation and then the storms in the background like there was like a it was a beach house by the way it's pretty cool but then there was like a storm in the background and it was coming and so I was asking the Lord you know what is what does this mean he's like well you're trying to add your own stuff you're trying to add your own foundations on top of what I've already given you he's like you just need to stop it because either the storm's gonna come and you're gonna get knocked over or I'm gonna have to knock these out for you um He's like, or you can just decide to trust me and stop trying to build stuff on top of what I've already built. So anyway, so it was this whole thing I went, I, you know, we were, I was praying and then just, just trying to find those areas in my life. But just reminds, reminds me of that too. Like you can't, you shouldn't add, try to add on or take away from the foundation that's already set for you because it's not going to work out. Yeah. And I know this, it's because I, I bring the, I, I bring this up because a lot of situation deals with us deciding if someone is right or wrong. Yeah. And so, for example, the way I see it is like this, and this is, you know, it's biblical. Let's say someone who doesn't believe in God, has no relationship with God, does something that you that you know biblically is wrong, and you come at them full force when they didn't even know that was a thing. Mm. or they don't follow that, uh, they don't believe in that. How does that make that person feel? If our goal, if our foundation is, hey, make them a disciple, baptize them, you know, make them part mm-hmm. of the church, will that benefit? Yeah. And make them come to the church? Oh, hey, thank you for judging me so harshly. I, I, I appreciate it. Let me go to your church. Is that what's going to happen? No. But 
At the same time, on the other side, let's say someone who is a leader at the church. They know all this stuff. They preach it. And they they rear off course. I'm not saying, again, that at that point it's okay to go full force. Again, that, I'm not... We're not God, but at the same time, it's like you can come with a more, hey, buddy, you know you're well, wrong here. The Bible says that if you are in leadership or if you are, you know, in authority, you are held to a higher standard. Exactly. And, and so and so that's my point in all of this of, of balance, because I feel like a, a lot of days in the church, we obviously we turn a blind eye to our problems and then immediately always looking at other people's problems which is already wrong but when we're already doing that we try to uh try to judge somebody who doesn't believe in god doesn't go to church doesn't know what the bible is saying and we try to just judge them and, and make them feel bad when they don't know yeah what we, it's like we, we're yeah and i i mean i'm guilty of this too but it's almost like we hold everybody to the same standard <laughs> Right. Whether they've been a, a Christian and a leader and this and this and that for dozens of years versus if they just got saved yesterday. And so you got to, once again, balance and, and just knowing, I mean, mm-hmm. knowing how to approach things like that. And, and balancing on, on, on our own side, personal side is like, but that's what, that's what I mean. Well, that's why I brought up the Peter situation, because if we all can understand, we've all let Jesus down before. Now you look at everybody's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not a hit, I'm not on top of you, I'm not better than you, and because I know that, now I'm gonna approach you with humility. That's what I, that's why I brought that story up because I mean, just thinking about Peter denying Jesus, he who was his friend, who he ended up calling brother. I mean, they're, they're like, he was his disciple and he's with them twenty four seven, and even him who had, who saw Jesus like face to face let him down now he's looking at everybody else and he's like i'm not i can't judge him that harshly because me who had jesus sitting next to me sharing a meal i let him down versus people who never saw him and just heard stories about him i mean i'm I'm not better than them and that's the kind of that's what i mean with balance comes that humility of knowing okay i'm not better than nobody that doesn't mean I'm going to let anybody just walk over me or I'm going to let just anybody do whatever they want or I'm going to do whatever I want just because I'm never going to be perfect anyways. That's not what I'm saying. But with that humility of like, okay, I'm not God. I'm not righteous. Even my best works are like dirty rags to God. I need to approach this with humility because I, I'm nothing. Without God, I am nothing. Mm-hmm. Just like everybody else. Well, I, I liked what Kat was saying about building the house. And I, I kind of have this image in my head of I, I feel like we all are kind of building our own house right uh, uh, a foundation and a structure of uh, our, our biblical um, truths towards God right and I feel like a lot of us we build a foundation and, and as us as Christians we all should have a foundation um, but a lot of us start building other things we start putting plumbing in we start putting electricity in and we start looking at other people's houses and trying to get them to then jump ahead when they don't even have a foundation yet. And the problem is, is you have to have a foundation to start everything, but you can't call a roofer when you don't have a foundation yet. That's a great point. You can't order furniture when you don't have a foundation yet. You can't paint walls when you don't have a foundation yet. 
And a lot of us, if we put it in that, uh, and we add that into our spiritual sense, you know, a lot of us start building our, our relationship with Jesus, and we have a foundation. And then we start adding the walls and framing, and, you know, we start progressing. Mm-hmm. But we look at all that people and think, well, how come you don't have this? We used to call a roofer, used to get furniture, because furniture is nice. But yeah. they don't even have, and, and we can't judge them for not having that. Because they're not yet there. Right. We can't judge people because they don't have walls up. They don't have a foundation. Well, and, and I want to clarify something here before we continue talking because I like what I love what you're saying. And so we need to clarify. There is a difference between because we, we throw this. I hear it thrown around a lot. Don't judge. Don't judge. Don't judge. Hey, yeah. the Bible says don't judge. That's not what it says. First of all. We make judgments every second of the day. Mm. I make a judgment between the uh, distance uh, 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 of the of the next step on the stairs in relation to the distance of my foot. That's a judgment. <laughs> I made a judgment with my wife, and my judgment was she is beautiful. <laughs> that that's a judgment. <laughs> well, it was a fair judgment, <laughs> right? Or at, at a judge, uh, uh, because we, when we think of judge, don't judge me. We always thinking of of a negative sense. Oh, guilty. Mm. No, but. Uh, uh, innocent judgment is also a judgment as well. Yeah. And so, when somebody compliments you, that's a judgment. Their their judgment is that you're a good person, that you're whatever the compliment is. But on that same, so when we say don't judge, what we're really saying is, hey, don't uh, expect. Like they don't have perfection. yet. No, no. What, what I, when we when people what, what I mean when people say don't judge me is like, hey, don't don't even don't. If it's the tr- we don't want the truth at times. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Right? So don't judge me. People say don't judge me because they so want to go. And so what the what the Bible yeah. actually yeah. says is be a just judge. Yeah. A right judge. So in your example, yeah. If somebody's barely building their foundation and you're judging them because they why don't they already have their furniture? Well, you're making an unjust judgment. And that's exactly And that's the mistake. Exactly. Not that you're judging them because we're always going to have judgments and people are going to judge us just as much as we judge them. Always. Always. You can't stop. Yeah. The point is, are you a righteous judge or you are just a, a biased judge on yourself? Ooh, come on. I'm glad you clarified that because that's exactly the point is, is that we have to, you know, encourage people at the season they're in and... If, if you're trying to make someone do something, you know, if you're judging them for what they believe in, and it's their second week in church, you know. Mm-hmm. But then on the on the, the opposite side of the spectrum, if they got walls up and they got everything up, and they still haven't, And they're you know, trying to go back to the basement and redo yeah, their foundation. Yeah, and if they're yeah. still mm-hmm. trying to work on the, the foundation, or, or they put two-inch nails instead of five-inch nails, and you're like, dude, your walls are falling down, like... You know, you have to tell them, hey, before you put the furniture in, you need to focus on the walls. Hey, before you exactly. focus on the roof, you need to make sure that the ground that your foundation is on is solid. You know, they, that's what we mean is that, you know, if there is a, a new Christian, we can't we can't falsely, hey, what are you doing this for when they're not even, they don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. But you also have to understand as Christians and as people we're always going to be, people are always watching us. Mm-hmm. When you build a house, people are always watching. People are going to say, why did you pick that color? There are things that, you know, people are always going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. But it's, 
is understand sometimes people, they're going to give us advice too. Sometimes we need it because nobody knows how to vote a house all by themselves without some advice, right? Experience. And so I think that's the point I want to make is, you know, hey, sometimes we need to take advice. But sometimes we need to look at other people and understand the season they're in and and understand what where we're coming from and where they're coming from. Well, I, I like what you... Oh, Wait, I just want, before I forget. <laughs> no, but before I forget, actually, so you were talking about like uh, how it doesn't ne- the Bible doesn't necessarily don't say don't judge, and in the in the Gospels when it's talking about when Jesus uh, says, "Hey, don't um, don't be bothered by the speck in your neighbor's eye when you have a whole log in your own eye," and it's the same thing where it's like, okay, he's not saying, "Hey, don't worry about your neighbor," but he is saying worry about yourself first and then you can worry about your neighbor. So it's like you notice there's something going on in their life and it's okay to call them out for it. But first check that you don't have that same issue. issues. I'm glad that you said that because what I'm about to say connects but what both Mm. of y'all said. Come on. Come on somebody. No. But okay, so check this out. You use the word advice. That's a that when you think of that word, that's a different gives you a different feeling than a judgment, judgment mm. right? Again, thinking about how Peter failed God and how we've all failed God so we can't go up to other people and say, I'm better than you. And so, and if our goal is to to try to get them to heaven and, and, and to get them saved and spread the gospel, then we're not really, we're because our position, we got to understand our position. We're not the judge. We're not the one who's going to give the judgment. So, I like what you're saying about advice. And so if somebody's doing something that's not right, how are you telling them? Is it in a form of judgment as if you are the judge or coming at it as a friend? Hey, man, I'm on the same boat as you, but we, we, let's, let's help each other out here yeah. type of way. Yeah, advice. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if our goal, if our true goal is to see people in heaven, then the way we speak to people should be a different approach. So like if we're going back to the house metaphor, so it's one thing to be like, I can't believe they use the two inch nails and to tell them, tell, tell them out loud, like, Hey, you should stop using two inch nails. And it's another thing to say, Hey, I used five inch nails. Look how it works. And here's, you know what? Here, here you go. See, it's a different point. Hey, I nails. made that mistake. I had to refix yes. it because yes. that happens a lot in this world it happens a lot mm. we we easily just call out people oh my goodness i can't believe you did that versus hey look i and i've dealt with situations like this before in, in the church where uh someone has has done a mistake and they tell me about it and i t- this is immediately what i tell them hey look i'm not i'm not gonna uh, uh kick you out or whatever because i'm I make mistakes too. Yeah. But let's help each other out here. Mm-hmm. Versus, I cannot believe you did that. Oh, you know. I'm yeah. tired of it. Yeah. You know, or, that's a different or, approach. You ready for this one? How many times do we see our neighbor using two inch nails that might be, you know, messing up their, their structure and we don't tell them about it, but we tell everyone else about it and we Ooh. sit and wait for it to fall down? Oh, that is. Convicting. So, but then at the same time, Ooh. we claim, no, I just want the best for them. But Without even talking to them. Ooh, that, that hurts, Josh. I got chills. <laughs> it multiplied. No, that's good, though. That's really good. Like, I mean, but, and, and I, I don't know about men, but I feel like 
women do this a lot, and I'm speaking as a woman. And <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure men do this too, but I'll just tell you what I know of being a woman and of talking with other women and, and talking about secular and church world. Both worlds are the same. They do this. Oh, gosh, now I'm feeling convicted. But it's like, you, Don't you know, do it. you say, you feel like, oh, just watch how that turns out for her. And you don't ever go say, hey, young lady, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this. Don't say, don't, maybe that's mean <laughs> to say young lady, but. You know no, what I'm saying? And, like, and I not, feel like I've seen that a lot. And at the same time, too. a lot of the stuff, maybe the best thing for you is not to say anything, but at the same time, you should keep your mouth shut and, and, and focus on we, your own. We you know would, what I mean? Sometimes. We would rather see people suffer consequences than give them correction. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of that Proverbs uh, we were reading earlier. It's Proverbs 27, verse 6. And it says that the wounds of a friend are faithful, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Mm-hmm. And so I think what it, it's it's trying to say by that is that, you know, it's not that your friends are purposefully out trying to hurt you or that you're the people that are close to you, they're not out trying to get you. Um, but sometimes their corrections or the things that they're they're giving you advice on, they uh, can hurt or they don't feel good. or they Truth make you, hurts. Yeah, yeah, the truth hurts. It can be uncomfortable sometimes. But what's worse um, and what people often prefer, honestly, is they want the kisses, they want the praise, they want the people to their face telling them mm-hmm. how amazing they are. Yeah. And yet those are the things that are the most deceitful. Just like when Jesus... Um, was on his way to the cross, and Judas kissed him to betray him. Ooh. In his face, in front of him, he was still his disciple. He was still loving on him. But that very next second, it was what led him to the cross. So anyway, so just something to think about that. Yeah. So as we wrap this up, the last thing um, is, is I want to kind of touch on just briefly how can we apply this? How can we... Um, Put this into practical use and and use this so that we can balance and have a good foundation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, first thing, like, you know, like they say in, in uh, AA, that the first step is admitting that you have an issue. And I think the first step is admitting that we all have issues and that we all... Uh, are sinners. Are sinners. Well, yeah. And, and you know, we all are We've sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Absolutely, yes. And admitting that um, sometimes we do need to address the log in our own eyes before we start addressing other people's issues. And uh, just approaching all with humility. And I think if we can do that, that's that we're on our way to just being better followers of Christ and being better representatives of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with her. I don't, she said everything. (laughs) She stole the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. You're just saying that. (laughs) I would agree. I mean, I, I like what you said about how, you know, the kisses might seem nice, but what is the motive behind it? And uh, sometimes sometimes it's better to have a wound from a friend that you can trust that then you can grow. And, and it, if you look at natural, when you usually have a scar or something, you know, it usually grows back. Then when you have muscles and you work out, it grows back stronger, right? Mm-hmm. And so a wound from a friend is, I look at it like a muscle. You tear the muscle, but it comes back stronger. But a kiss from an enemy can lead That's to That's a destruction. dagger in your heart. Yeah. And it'll lead to... <laughs> That's so extremely... Yeah. Well, it's almost Well, I had to make it clear that... Well, okay. Well, I would rather say that uh, a friend's wound is not really a wound. It's just like a, you know, when a parent like... Nah, 
like no like a whooping right a little whooping a little whoopings right i didn't versus, get little whoopings though <laughs> versus like oh. judas who like literally kissed jesus cheek and then ended up you know yeah so i would him. i would agree with that i like that um i i had a verse i want to share I'm going to read it out loud for the folks online. It is Matthew 6, 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Hmm. And I wanted to say that because I think one of the best ways to put balance and foundation into practical use is we just got to focus on him. Yeah. Focus on him, his righteousness, his kingdom. And if, if we're striving for Jesus, then everything else will fall along and fall into place. Mm-hmm. Because when we're focused on him, he will lead us, he will direct our path, and he will fight our battles that we cannot fight. Amen. Yeah. But it's looking to him, focusing on him, and, and not trying to do it in our own strength. But... Yeah, that about wraps it up. Thank yeah. you guys for watching. Yeah. Thank you to everyone in Germany, Canada, America, um, Mexico, everyone watching, even Australia. Shout out to my family over there. <laughs> everyone watching. Like, comment, subscribe, yes. download. Thank yeah. you guys. And as always, comment anything. If you want us to talk about something that's on your heart or something that you want to know about, let us know. Absolutely. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, y'all.